podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Long white screen that was. I don't know what Adam Bates is he's up to behind the scenes. Welcome back. I thought I died. I wasn't sure what was going on. I thought it was heaven. <laughs> yeah, well, it didn't look good, did it? Welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a match preview as Villa travel to Molyneux on Saturday tomorrow to take on Wolves. I'm your host, Dan Bardell, joined by my good friend, Omar. This show is sponsored by Luke Roper. If you want to get 20% off everything they have to offer, then use the code TVV20 and you'll help support our channel, which would be much appreciated. Good afternoon to the 11 people that are, that are watching live. It is a bit of a bizarre time to be doing a match but preview the, live. But they're starting 11 watching. Yeah, we've got, we've, got 11, we've got 11 in, so we've got what we need ahead of the game. Um, and I guess that's a, that's a good place to start. From the sounds of Unai Emery's press conference, it appears we may have some bodies back who... who most should be fit enough to be on the bench. I would think it's only Coutinho that's been out for, for months. You'd think it might be a stretch for him to come straight back in and mm. play football. But the other three, you'd think... I suppose they've got to be a little bit careful with Kamara because they rushed him back before and it, it hindered him and he ended up injured again. But the fact that all four of the players that have been missing for weeks are all back in training and they're in contention, that's a good thing. Definitely, yeah. And I think he did say with Kamara, he said he's not definitely not going to rush him back again. So if he is, if he is on the bench, then... I imagine he's probably fit enough to have some minutes, probably not the, the whole 90, but maybe 10, 20 minutes towards the end. But yeah, it's good news. It'd be nice to see not, you know, not having 15 goalkeepers on the bench, um, as we have seen. We did step last... away from that last week, actually, didn't we? We did, we, yeah, we, we had did. nine and no, yeah. no, not two goalkeepers. Yeah. So, um, and especially because some of the under 18s were involved yesterday, obviously. Was it last night they were playing? Uh, or yeah. Was the night before. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it'd be great. And I, I think, I think the only one that might come in. I think it's Matty Cash. I just think Ashley Young is struggling a bit. Like he's the amount of games he's played, um, it's a minor miracle, really, and how well he's played. But I do, I do think he's struggled the last couple of games. So I wouldn't be surprised if Matty Cash comes back in um, a, a right back. But apart from that, I don't expect anyone else to come in, and we'll probably be on the bench. But it'd be nice to have those options to bench. Now we can use five subs. We've we've sat here and moaned about five subs and how it benefits the bigger teams. Now we are one of the bigger teams. Uh, I think. It will actually come in handy in this game against Wolves, definitely. Yeah, it's good. I don't think any of them will start. I think because we've had six days since a game, I think that's probably helped Ashley Young and he'll be a bit more well-rested than perhaps yeah. he was at, at Old Trafford and Fulham and, what, and Brent, Brentford the game Brentford the game before as well. So, mm. you know, he's, he's played those three games in a week, but now we've had six days off. So I think, you know, it's a good it's, it's a good thing for him. I think he'll be, he'll be well-rested. I think it will just be nice to have some players to, to bring on, won't it? Because we haven't really had that in recent weeks, but I guess the the 11 deserve another chance just because they've lost one game. They yeah. deserve a chance to go and put last week right, I guess, in the local derby against Wolves. And mm. I'd probably be against, against taking Dendonker out against his against his old team, for example. I think he, he's been okay for us. He's, he's been solid, six sevens out of ten. Every week he'll be going there. He'll want to prove a point. He'll want to win. I probably wouldn't change anything, but I think it would be nice to have some players to bring off the bench. Yeah, yeah, and the likes of Bailey, especially. I think we've missed him. I know he's been hit and miss, uh, but he did start. He did start well against um, 
under Emery. And I think that having that pace off the bench, which we don't really have, do we? It'd have been useful have... on Sunday at the end of the Manchester yeah. United game. I think. Exactly. Yeah. And I know I know he has his criti- criticisms that he gets in terms of his general performance levels and inconsistency, but he is a good option to have. And he and he has he has caused damage. He does score goals, does get assists. So it'd be nice to have someone like him off, off on the bench as well. But I, I agree. I think it'll, it'll be the same starting lineup. I think um, the Man United game was probably a game too far. I don't think we were that great but I don't think we were that terrible I just no. think it was one of those matches where you know Watkins gets in front and managed to nick the ball in front of I think it was, was a Dallow I think it was I can't remember who it was um, in the first half and you know a few saves off the line Konza saves saves one off the line for them um, you know just one of those you know it, it could be you know it's inches isn't it? a matter of inches you never you never know it could have been a completely different game but I think now they've had the six days rest uh, they'll be fresh they'll be working on the on the training ground uh, Wolves are going to be a difficult, difficult proposition. I think. Yeah, I know they lost six 0 to Brighton, but at home, Wolves are a completely different proposition. Yeah, that uh, won't be the same. That won't be the same. Last week, no chance. No. And I've been, I know, looking at the results, and at home they've had some really impressive results, but away from home they've had some really poor results. So, again, a bit like Man United, actually, to some extent. Yeah. Who, again, they're very good at home, very poor away from home. It's a shame we're not playing them at home now. Um, but I still think it's going to be. It's there for us. I still, I, I, I was a bit. I don't know about you, but I was a bit disheartened after Brighton obviously scored that last minute goal. But I still I wasn't disheartened because I still think you know we're in a position where I didn't really expect us to be. But when you're up there, you want you, you want to give yourselves a chance of qualifying for the Europa League. I do think Europa League is difficult mm. after, after last night. I do think that's kind of swung it very much in in, in Brighton's direction. There, I think they 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 feel like they've got a little bit of momentum now. It's a great three points for them. Yeah, home to Manchester United. They've got these games in hand that they're not a given, but I think now they've they've got ahead of us. I think it's going to be difficult for us to to make up that ground. I said at the weekend that I'm looking at it as it's a shootout between us and Spurs for European football. And mm. at the moment, you'd back us to to be the team to take it. We're we're the form team of the two, and the fact that we've got to play them as well at home is is absolutely huge. So, although I'd love Europa League, if we get Europa Conference and and that's our lot. I'm satisfied with that. I'm happy with that, actually. And if if we don't make Europe, we've given it a really good go. Couldn't have asked any more from them in the second half of the season, really, considering the start that we had as well. And you can end the season in being disappointed we didn't get Europe, but that will soon go away when you realise we've got the real deal as a manager, the changes that we're going to make mm. behind the scenes. And yeah, yeah. next season, we'll really go at it and be a good team throughout the whole season. So I think I'm at the point now where whatever happens, I'm OK with it. But yes, I'd love Europe. I'd love, love Europe. What, what are your, your thoughts on, I've seen it banded around on Twitter, the merits of not getting Conference League and then having a, a better push next season to try and get top six, even maybe even top four at a push and not having the distraction of Conference League. Um, where, which, which, uh, where do you stand? Because some people are like, no, you know, we haven't had Europe for 10, 12 years. I want either competition. I, I want any form of European football. I want any chance of, of winning a trophy, I think. When we first when we were first talking about us getting into Europe, I was of the mindset that maybe it's a little bit too soon. I'm not mm. I'm not sure it would be good for a good thing for us, but I've completely changed my opinion on that now just because of the the manager and how the players have responded to him. If we qualify for Europe, we'll bring in the right kind of people in terms of playing staff and probably backroom to mm. to make make a success of it and make a fist of it. And I think once we get into Europe with this manager, whilst you've got Una Hemre. Because you don't know how long he's going to be there for. I hope it's for a long, long time. But realistically, mm. you have no idea how long he's going to be there for. Mm. Whilst you have him, 
you want to maximise that and be in Europe as many times as possible because he's a specialist at winning those European trophies. So I think Europa Conference League is not to be snuffed at. There's been some some good teams in the yeah. Europa Conference League over the over the last few years. You know, West Ham had that great run last season, still managed to finish was it seventh or eighth last, last season in, in the Premier League with a, with a small squad. But it galvanised them. It got their fans excited. It was a journey, and I think. Us as Villa fans now, we want to go on some form of, of journey. We want European football. We all talk about what a big club we are. Big clubs qualify for Europe. Big clubs win trophy. And Villa have done neither for a long time. So I want us to get back to being that club in Europe like we were every season when you and I were young and you had those European nights at Villa Park. There's generations of fans that, that haven't experienced that. I want to be a part of that. I want, I want that to happen. So if we get seventh, I mean, Big Bloom says there would take seventh now. It's further progress on our journey. Even oh, seventh. Yeah. European football opens up a different transfer market for us as well, even in the conference league. I, I don't know about you, but when I uh, think of Europe, you just talk about when we were young. I just think of Jonathan Pierce, Channel 5, Stan Collymore. That Stan yeah, Collymore just, still was like one of the best atmospheres I've ever sat in at, yeah. in the whole time. I would just, I'd, 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 I'm exactly the same. I, I just thought I'd you know, ask a question playing devil's advocate, but I'm, I'm exactly the same. I think, you know, you, it, Unai Emery didn't really have the, mass, the biggest squad of Villarreal, for example. When he was there, and he still he maximizes what he has, doesn't he? That's what he does. That's what he's exactly. Doing now. And I think it's far easier to qualify the Europa League by going far in the Europa Conference League, where let's face it, the standard of opposition is going to be a lot less than trying to finish sixth or fifth in the in the Premier League. It's going to be a lot easier than it would be uh, if we weren't in Europe. And I think, I think as Villa fans, you know, we're all hungry for a European tour. We're all hungry to play some random team in Lithuania uh, or wherever it is, you know, we just want to, we just want to have those games. We'll, we'll probably get rapid Vienna and get knocked out. That's what yeah. happened the last few times that we've, yeah. Uh, yeah. that we've been in Europe. Yeah. Oh, no, no, but great. And also, you know, obviously with Almany, Almany coming in as well, Matthew Almany, um, you know, we're going to, about him to the... we're going to bolster our squad probably with the right, right types of players. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we try and go for players who are flexible in different positions um, as well to try and help with, you know, the squad it doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a, the biggest squad in the world. Is he here? Is it? Is it your house? Is it uh, rabbit, rabbit kicking off? I'm not happy with not happy with something. There. His big old feet giving giving the floor a stamp. Naughty rabbit Larson that chewed my laptop cable last last week. I've been reading about the the Barcelona thing this morning, and um, I'd I'd say if he comes in, it's locked on that we'll sign Ferran Torres. Do you reckon? Really? Is that... Just just my opinion. I would say it's absolutely locked on. He's worked with him a couple of times now. Was instrumental in getting him into Barcelona. He'll know that Barcelona need finance. Torres is that kind of flexible player that you talk of that can play in the in the in the front mm. positions. I, w- I would say that it would be absolutely locked on that yeah. if we do manage to get get him in and 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 get into Europe. If we're going to get into Europe, I think we do need to win the next two games. These these two games are a huge four points, absolute minimum. I, the, I think I think we need, I think we need I think we need to win three of the next four. I think we need we need nine points. I, I said ten points to Dolan yesterday. We'll guarantee you Europe. When I was talking to him on WhatsApp, right? Yeah, um, I think it, I think that would wouldn't it? Ten points. Yeah, yeah, yeah Guarantee. Yeah. It. I, I mean, I think nine. You might get a sixth, but you will almost definitely get a seventh uh, with nine points. Yeah, you know, that what put sixty three. Is that right? So I mean, Spurs are crap, but if you look at their fixtures, they got kind you, fixtures. You really, just, other than you just don't know. Games. You just don't know which Spurs are going to turn up, do you? That's that's the that's the tough, tough bit because they could easily get twelve points. They could easily be every single team there. They could easily get zero points. Um, yeah. Just you just don't know. There's, there's defenses are shambles, but then you've got Son and Harry Kane and Kozlowski and players like that. You know, you, you've always got a chance, and they've shown even in the games they've been crap. They've scored lots of goals. 
Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's going to be tough. I think tomorrow is, is a massive yeah. game, just I mean, in, ter- in terms of, in terms of I've, impetus. That changed really quickly. I thought, I thought Adam had got it wrong, but it's then it's the, it's the Tottenham fixtures. What's going on here? It's all over the place. There we go. No, I, don't, I can't see the Villa fixtures. So you look at them Spurs games. I think we'll beat Spurs at Villa Park because I think the atmosphere will be at, be unbelievable. Fifteen years, isn't it? I think we've. I think they've got. Long. I think they've got six points there. I think they'll beat Palace, and I think they'll beat Leeds. I I wouldn't be surprised if Brentford turn them over. That's where yeah, I've said. I've said. I think Brentford could could potentially mm. beat them as well. But look, it's good to be in the mix for these things, isn't it? It's, it's interesting. But I think tomorrow, because we because we lost last week as well, I think a win is really important. Really, really important. I mean, wins at all stages are important. But I think it's really important to to get that win. But Wolves are a funny side because they'll be they'll be bang up for it. I've said this numerous times. If the roles were reversed, not that Villa Wolves is a massive derby. Hmm. It's still a derby. They're probably more into the derby side of things with us than, than we are with them. That's just the way hmm. it is with most of, most of the Midland sides. But if the roles were reversed, we'd take great pleasure in tripping them up and oh, trying to prevent them getting into Europe, just as we did when we thought we might have stumbled them for automatic promotion when we beat them 4-1 at Villa Park. That wasn't what happened, but you know we took great joy in that. So it'll be the same for them tomorrow. This is probably the most exciting thing they've got left this season. Villa at home, Villa with massive momentum, try and stop them getting Europe. That'll be a big deal for them, and it'll be something that they want to do. And I'm not knocking them because roles reversed. I think we'd be exactly the same. Yeah, it's 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 a weird one, isn't it? I think I think Villa fans, I think naturally we're very cynical, um, and you know I've I've been looking and watching videos and doing all the research, reading posts and all that kind of stuff. And some, you know, you read some things you're like, you know, we've, we've broken so many records on, <laughs> we've broken so many records on Emery in terms of, you know, uh, you know, winning on a certain day or winning in a certain kit or winning against certain teams, Man United, etc. We can't get it right in this blue kit though. And I think we're wearing yeah, it tomorrow. Yeah, I think we are wearing that. I was going to come on to that. But then you, then you, you become, you sort of go back into sort of default Villa mode and you think, well, we haven't beaten Wolves at home apart from that Al Ghazi in lockdown season, we haven't beaten for ages. They want to get one over us, or over on us. Um, Unai Emery, another thing I read the other day was Unai Emery under Arsenal, where in the first season when they were almost guaranteed to get fourth, they only got four points in the last five games and ended up missing out by a point. And you just worry that, you know, are we running out of steam a little bit? But I just, I think, I think this Villa team's different. I just think um, they would have been knocked back by last week, definitely. But I think they've got something about them. They've got the bit between the teeth. Sorry to use an old cliche, but I, th- I think they're now the players have come back as well. They'll give them a boost, uh, even if they're on the subs bench. Yeah. I think we'll, I think we'll be well up for it. And I think I think Wolves, you know, they've, they've had some really great results at home recently, like Spurs, Liverpool, etc. But that was when they were needed to win those games to stay up. Uh, now they've hit that thirty-nine point figure. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not reading too much into Brighton game because it's one of those games, but because they did have a chance right at the beginning, they could have completely changed that game. But I just I do wonder whether they're a little bit on their holidays and players like Ruben Neves, for example, who's probably going to move away. You know, how committed will he be? Even subconsciously, how committed will he be in these last few games when that potential moves on the horizon? Now they're safe. You know, now they're they're, they're safe. Um, I wonder if that will play into it. But they no, they do have some dangerous players like Nunez. Um uh, Diego Costa will obviously be a tough will be a handful for our for our players but I'll probably I don't know what you, what you think but I think he probably suits our defenders more than anything else I think we struggle I always think if someone's having a rubbish season I still that scares me more than if they're having a really good time to, to be honest I don't, I don't know he might not play look they've got 
they've got a hell of a lot of options to be fair in the in the front positions, but not mm. a hell of a hell of a lot of goals in their in their side. I think Stato suggests and Stato approved. They've only scored twenty nine all season, which is pitiful. Pitiful, yeah. At this point of, of the season, I think there's been a couple of times Villa have gone to Wolves and been a little bit overawed. I would say definitely in the in the Championship we, we were, and I think first season back in the Premier League they des- they deservedly beat us, and even last season under Gerrard we were pretty poor. We were. Straight away making mistakes, and they went they went one nil up pretty early. Did, did, that was a really bad. Um, I'm trying to remember now, but there was not the one where a really bad goal in there. Marti- I can't Mart- exactly. Martinez, Martinez was missing. And then Jed, did Jed Steer get injured? Oh, the first one in the prem. Yeah, Jed Steer. Was that the first Steer. one in the prem? Jed oh, Steer right. was in goal, and then he got injured, and then Nealon had to come on. So that was in the first season of the prem. Yeah. Last season we just got off to an awful start. Mistakes galore. Like they scored one of the worst goals I've ever seen. It was just absolutely comical. Yeah. You're right. This is a this is a different Villa now, and that this team won't be overawed by it. There's been a bit games at Villa Park where at the end of the game, I've got my phone out to record because we've won thinking there'll be big celebrations here. I'd like to capture this because I'm really enjoying it at the moment. The players haven't done it, not over the top. I think they're driven. I think that's the word I'd use to describe this. But I think they're driven to try and get European football and now yeah. know as well. They may not be working under this manager forever. This is a chance. Not many of our players have played European football, have they? No. Really? No. You know, look at the McGinn and Mings who've been here a long time. Never played 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 in Europe in their in their careers. They'd love a crack at it just as us fans want to get back to it. So I do feel there's that drive within within the squad at the moment. You know, I'm trying to think off the top of my head if anyone even has played in Europe. You know, Wendell hasn't didn't. Obviously he's come from Norwich. Watkins come from come from Brentford. Even Martinez has only really had a, a taste of club European football in terms of he's played Europa games for, for Arsenal as the backup goalkeeper who mm. comes in and, and, and plays those games because that because those the teams rotate the keeper, don't they? Mm. In the cup competition. But you go through that Villa team, other than Ashley Young. Did Donker maybe for Wolves would he have played? Yeah, he'll have had a stint. But yeah. regular European football, Ashley Young's probably the only one that's had any real taste of, of of European football in his career. So I do think these players know that they're onto something and they know they've got this special manager who has this affiliation with European football hmm. and they want to make the most of it. So I think they're driven. I think you'll see a, an astute Villa performance tomorrow, an astute Villa side. There'll obviously be a plan because there always is. I'm always interested to see what, what the plan is for, for individual games. So this is it now. This is a big, big, big game, this. Massive, yeah. Massive game. And um, I, I think I completely agree. I think this is a big... You lose this game, and it becomes very difficult then to go on to Spurs, Liverpool, and Brighton with the right mentality and the, and the you know the the right attitude. When you've lost a game and you're worried about whether you're going to miss out on Europe, you win this game against your uh, yes, it's arch rivals, but it is rivals and it is a Midlands derby. But it gives you that confidence you need then to go into those games at home against Spurs, um, and you know with the right game behind you, right performance behind you, with the players as well coming back fully fit, getting minutes, etc. As well. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be massive. And I think with Brighton winning as well, I think it's added pressure. Um, they've still got, you know, they've, they've done well, fair enough, you know, they beat Man United. They've got some they amazing do. players, Brighton, they're doing my head in. You know, they're yeah. just bringing players from absolutely nowhere. Where's this NC so come from all of a sudden just playing yeah. the back the last five, six games? He, he looks an absolute player. Moses Casiedo playing right back and just absolutely bossing it. It's just unreal. Hint of Nigeria Coca last night, midfielder dropping into right back, wasn't it? That was the first thing I thought of last night yeah. when that happened. Uh, no, I mean, he, he was very good at right back as well, guys. They've, they've got a lot of games in a short amount of time. So, and they do, you know, with Brighton, we expect them to beat Nottingham Forest. They lost Nottingham Forest. We expect them to lose Man United. They beat Man United. So, net, 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 you know, they're the same position. We probably nice way of looking at it. Um, so you just don't, you don't know, and I think they got um, they got some couple of easy games, but Everton, Southampton, Everton especially, I think is the kind of team that they could struggle against. A bit more physical, they're going to be a bit more direct. 
they're not going to try and press them as much as, say, Man United did. And obviously, Brighton rely on the, them being pressed. A bit like us, really. They sort of be patient at the back and they um, they, they wait for the press and they have their, their patterns of play depending on where the press is coming from, etc. So I think you know, that, that'll probably be more a difficult game for them than Man United was. Um, so yeah, you, know, you just never know. You just there's so many games to go. I don't think we should lose hope because teams will pick up points we don't expect them to, and teams will lose points we don't expect them to. So I'm, I'm expecting a roller coaster ride, um, and tomorrow is the start of it. If we take care of our business, we we will get Europe easy. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. Win our, we win our games. Yeah, we get we get Europe because Spurs can't finish ahead of us if if we win all four of our of our games because we've got to play them. So. There's some tough games in there, but I, I'm really I'm excited. But I'm excited by all this anyway. In fairness, but I do think it's really interesting our fixtures. The fact that we have still got to play Brighton, Liverpool, and Spurs, and there's a local derby thrown in as well. That's a lot, it's exciting times. That's what we, what we it's want. Like a, it's a mini tournament, isn't it? Really, yeah. at the end of last season, geez, fuck, yeah. painful. It's awful. It's horrible. Burnley one one at Villa Park. Terrible. That that game where they got the 1982 team out. Crystal Palace at home drab again 1-1 one, one, and we were just games were just passing us by it was boring and we just wanted the season to end now it's like I want the season to end because I'm excited to see what we'll do in the summer regardless but it's full big games now and this is what you this is what you want to be involved in this is what you you want as a football as a football fan you know we haven't had 100%. many exciting ends to the season for the right reasons for for a long time especially in the in the Premier League I discount the, to the two championships two of the championship seasons because we've got in the playoffs and you know, that is is exciting, isn't it? It's the business end of the season. But in Premier League terms, even the last times times we kind of got Europe, it was pretty... We knew we'd got Europe because we'd fell away. Yeah, this yeah. time we're looking up and we're, we're yeah. going for something. But, that, but it's important. I think, I, think it's imp- I think it's important for next season. A bit like, you know, when you get... When a team gets relegated from the Premier League and then they start the Championship season. And it's very difficult for you then to be brilliant because you've got that experience of having a really poor run to end the season and then to like flip that 180 and become really good again. I think it's similar to this season and next season. I think if we end really badly and we end up losing two or three games, then even though we might sign some exciting players in the summer, et cetera, et cetera, you've still got a lot of those players with you in the first game of the next season going into that game and thinking, oh, we don't be fell away, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. So it'll be really nice, as you say. It's a lot of happened last, last season, really. So a lot yeah. of signed players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you get that hangover, definitely. And I think... If we can finish strongly, then with the summer signings, hopefully, you know, it's going to put us in such a good, great position. And it's just, as you say, it's a great position to be in. It's a really, you know, the last time we were worried about Brighton's results was probably the first season, wasn't it, when we were worried about relegation. And now we're looking at Liverpool, Spurs, you know, <laughs> it's crazy. You know, even at some stage, some ambitious Villa fans and myself included were looking at my United results and thinking, you know, could we catch them? And which is which is crazy to think about, considering my United only like seven games ago were fighting for the title. Um, yeah, well, Liverpool have gone on a crazy run, haven't they? Winning five in a row—that's kind of elevated them beyond us. But you know, at one point we were toe to toe with with them, which again, you know, they're the best team, one of the best teams on the planet this time last year. And and beat Liverpool, you know, you know, it just takes one wrong result for them to go wrong. Not that they will. I expect them to obviously win because they've got an easy run. But we beat them at Anfield, which is going to be difficult again. You know, doable though. We can we can pull everyone close to us, and I think it's an, as you say, it's in our hands. And, I think the players have uh, got the complete right mentality for it. And yeah, um, it's, it's, as I said, it's a mini tournament and who better to have it as a manager than Unai Emery for a, for a tournament? Yeah, looking forward to it. Let's finish with score predictions. And I will say, just before we do the score predictions, some smart asses in the comments correcting me and naming our, some of our players that have played in Europe. Diego Carlos, of course. Yeah. Luca Dean. Luca yeah. Dean, yeah. 
Someone said Robin Olsen. He might have had a bit of European football for Roma. I don't know whether, whether he did, but he was at Roma. He was Roma's number one for a bit, Robin Olsen, wasn't he? I can't think of many more, though. Basically, not many in the squad have experienced European football. That was the point. Consistent, consistently what, well. Yes, that yeah. was the point I was I was trying to make. No one likes a smart-ass. In the comments, I'm not going to thank people for joining us live at the end of this end of this show anymore. Uh, score prediction then, Omar? Uh, I think we're going to win 2-1. 2-1, exactly the same as me. That's exactly what I've gone for, and that's what I went for on the Athletic Football Podcast this morning as well when previewing the weekend's Premier League action. I went for 2-1 to Villa as well. Right, Omar, thank you ever so much for joining me. I noticed Neil Dunworth in the comments as as, as well. Big weekend for him, potentially, yeah. in terms of Villa winning, and his, his other half is expecting. So good luck, Neil, if that goes through this weekend. Um, yeah. Stato preview, if you haven't watched that, go back and watch that. I think it was probably an enjoyable watch. All the stats that Stato comes up with are always appreciated and always pretty niche. So go back and watch that if you haven't done already. Give this video a like if you've enjoyed it. Likes are very, very important. So 131 people, current viewers, if you could all give it a like, I'd be delighted with 131 likes. Let's try and hit that target. Set a target, set a minimum minimum target of 131. And if we don't make 131, you should all be ashamed of yourselves and Villa won't get European football. So make sure you're hitting that like button to take us to 131. Comment below with your thoughts ahead of the weekend as well. We'll be back with a post-match pint at some point. Or maybe tomorrow. I'll speak to Adam. Potentially tomorrow. So watch out our social channels. We'll let you know when we're coming on. That's it. What a ramble. Up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.